I'm so honored to be a minister. You know, uh, a lot of people, it only take a little bit to discourage them and for them to just give up. But, you know, y'all went back down south on me today. <laughs> we got folk fanning. And, and, you know, if you got a little water, quiet kept. You pour a little bit on your head. You're like that. You get central air right where you are. No, but God is good. We're going to get this all taken care of. But I just want to just commend you all because I know it's, a, it's slightly inconveniencing. But, um, you know, as good as God been to us, what do we have to complain about? Any good, y'all? Any good? I'm going to go ahead and get started. I, I, I may try not to get too hot today because I may burn up today. So I'm going to try to keep it where it needs to be. But uh, God is good. He's good all the time. I want to talk about the perfect blessing for an imperfect person, part four. And the subtitle for today is Forgiven But Not Forgotten. Forgiven But Not Forgotten. Last week, I believe that I can speak on my behalf and on the behalf of others. We had a great time in the Lord learning. And, and, and I love being uh, the teacher because uh, it's an honor to be able to teach the children of God the word of God. Yes, sir. Last week, we um, brought out a lot of good stuff out of the Bible. And we learned last week that God shows his power to those who believe. We learned that if there is something that you want God to do in your life, you need to ask him for it. And you need to ask in faith. We also learned that uh, don't allow time to become a deterrent or distraction, but allow time to increase your determination and your faith in God. We learned that God can bless us through ways that we never considered. We also learned that position is paramount when we are waiting on a blessing, both positioned physically and spiritually. We also learned that sometimes it's just not time for us to receive our blessing. It's not that God is not going to deliver, but sometimes it's just not time. We also uh, learned that God has the ability to bless us beyond measure, beyond our expectations. And we also learned that the timing of God's blessings is impeccable. Today we are going to talk about forgiven but not forgotten Lansing I want you to know that to forgive and to overcome some things is going to take God it's going to take a lot of faith and it's going to take a lot of prayer forgiveness can be a hard pill to swallow especially if we feel that somebody did us wrong and made us feel some type of way Forgiveness can be a hard pill to swallow because we don't forget what happened to us. When we forgive, it doesn't mean that that incident or those incidents that happened to us, they just poof, leave our memory. We still can remember what we went through, how we went through, how we felt as we were going through and who sent us through it. But I want to give you something to think about before we dive into the meat of my message. I want you to turn just very quickly over to Matthew. Matthew, the sixth chapter. And verse number 16. Matthew, chapter number six. 
and verse number 16. The Bible says what? Moreover. Moreover. When you fast. When you fast. Do not be like the hypocrites. Keep going. With a sad countenance. Keep going. For the disfigure their faces that they may be, that they may appear to men. Keep going. To be fasting. Now let's just stop there, Brother Marvin. So first of all, we got to do something here. The Bible tells us that we don't need to pretend to nobody. Right. Right. So whatever it is that we have in our heart, that's the exact thing that God wants us to manifest. And this right. is what I mean. All right. The Bible teaches us that the heart can be deceitful among all. Right. So we need God to dwell within us, to abide within us, so that he can work on our heart. So that we don't have to pretend and we don't have to act like that we're, we're really fasting and we're actually trying to get through a situation. But we can be real with who God is allowing us to be. Okay. I want you to understand that if we continue to be phony and continue to be fake, that's not going to do anything for our lives. Amen. The Bible teaches us that if we don't forgive men of their trespasses, yes, yes. neither will our Heavenly Father forgive us. So in other words... If you want to be forgiven for any sin that you've ever committed, you are going to have to forgive somebody else. Look at it. Is it verse 15? Just back up one verse, Brother Marvin. It says what? But if you do not forgive men. If you do not forgive men. Their trespasses. Neither will your father forgive your trespasses. And then when you take 15 and when you take 16 and put them together, don't fake it. Right. Forgive. Mm -hmm. I know it can be difficult to forgive because forgiveness takes a lot. And sometimes when we forgive, it makes us feel like people have made a fool out of us and they have gotten away with it. Yeah. But I need you to understand, it's not about people when it comes to forgiveness. It's about you and God. Amen. Even if people don't ask for forgiveness, forgive them anyway. Amen. Nobody who's on this earth is worth you losing your soul over. Now, I want to get into our lesson because it's, 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 it's right on time with what we're talking about with Joseph. Let's go to Genesis, the 42nd chapter. We're going to read a little bit here. Um, Genesis, the 42nd chapter. You know, as we flip in our pages, I'm hearing this fan go. This is a familiar sound that I've heard in church for years and years and years. Can some of y'all remember when we didn't even have an AC and when you had to have those fans going? Yeah. You know, sometimes you wonder, how did we make it all the way back then? But we made it. I guess if you don't know no better, then you think you're doing all right then, right? But God is good. The 42nd chapter, we're going to start at the first verse. Okay. We got Deacon Leon up here today. Yes, sir. That's all right. <laughs> Come on, Leon. Let me see what it says. Now, when Jacob saw that there was corn in Egypt, Jacob said to his sons, why do you look up one upon another? Why y'all looking at each other? Y'all know we hungry? Right. And he said, What did he say? Go ahead. I have heard that there is corn in Egypt. Get you down thither and buy for us from thence that Keep we reading. may live and not die. Keep reading. And Joseph's ten brethren went down to buy corn in Egypt. Keep reading. But Benjamin, Joseph's brother, Jacob, 
sent not with him his brethren. Wait a minute, hold on. Let, let, let me go back. It says, but Jacob did not send Joseph's brother, Benjamin. Now, y'all know why Benjamin was so important here, right? Mm -hmm. Because Joseph and Benjamin had the same mother, right? So it says that, so Benjamin, he didn't go uh, because his father thought that, hey, maybe some calamity may fall upon him or maybe something may happen to him. You already took uh, uh, my son. You know that Jacob loved uh, Joseph. And right. he's like, you can't take the other one with you. Let's go down to verse number five. Let's keep going. And the sons of Israel came to buy corn among those that came for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Now watch this. Now let me, let me, let me, let, let me come down here a little bit. Now watch this. Now, here comes the blessing. Now, you remember Joseph got sold out. But that was for a reason. And Joseph didn't even understand the reason why he was being sold out at the time that he was being sold out. It goes to show you that God can use evil to bless our lives. I told you that once before. Now we're starting to see this plan come together. Now, even at this point, his brethren, they still don't even understand what's going on. But all they know is uh, there was a famine in the land. They needed to eat and they needed to go to Egypt to get some food. But now watch this. Look how God set this thing up. In verse number six. Now Joseph was what? He was a governor over the land. And it was he who sold to the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed down before him and with their faces to the earth. What does this tell you? This tells you that God was making a way for Joseph's brothers a long time ago. Are, are, are y'all looking at this? He was making a way from the beginning. Now think about what happened. They sold him into Egypt. And they thought that they were doing a, 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 a thing that was against him. But what they didn't understand was that evil needed to happen so that later on God could bless them. Are you understanding this? That's why you shouldn't hate nobody because sometimes the evil that folk put in your life is going to put you up on one. You're going to get blessed by the evil that some folk bring into your life. Now, don't you start hating people because if you hate them, then you're going to cut off your own blessings. Are you with me so far? Yes, Look at verse number seven. The Bible says Joseph saw his brothers, but he, he recognized them. But he acted as a stranger to them and spoke roughly to them. Then he said to them, where you come from? And they said, from the land of Canaan to buy some food. <laughs> so Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. Ain't this something? Now, y'all remember, now you probably say, well, why didn't they recognize their brother? This dude, had grew, he grew up to be a man. He was a young boy. You remember? He was 17 when he started. Now he's a man. Now, now watch, watch what it says. Then Joseph remembered the dreams which he had dreamed about them and said to them, you spies, you have come to see the nakedness of the land. Now, keep in mind, he knew who they were, but now he's going to pull their chain a little bit. And it's not that he was trying to get revenge. You see, as it, I wanted to just put this here. So he said, yeah, get him, stick it to him, put the knife and twist it. He's not doing that. He's doing this all for a reason. But, this is, but, but, but he needed to do this because he wanted to have them to tarry for a little while. Now watch this. He remembered the dream. Now you remember the dream that he had? Yep. When he had a dream that they would bow down to him? Yep. And do you remember how they took that dream? Yep. It ticked yep. all of them off. They were so mad they could kill him. But it just goes to show you that God had been working with Joseph all during that time. Let's keep reading. And they said to him, no, my Lord. Now he's Lord. Look at that. You see what I'm saying? God can make your enemies become your footstool. They said, no, my Lord, but your servants have come to buy food. We are all one man's son. And look what they said. 
We are what? Honest men. We ain't did nothing to nobody. We honest men. We're honest men. Your servants are not spies. But he said to them, No, but you have come to see the nakedness of the land. And they said, Your servants are 12 brothers. Now watch this. The sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And in fact, the youngest is with our father today. And one is no more. Do y'all know who the one that's no more? They was talking about Joseph. And do you remember who they are talking to at this time? Joseph. So now you look at this. I want to show you the patience that you have to have when God shows you favor. Joseph at this point, had he been some folk, he would have picked up something and stole on one of them. But he kept his cool. He kept his composure. When you have the favor of God, you don't need to act a fool. Let me say that again. Somebody in here, they say, who acting a fool over here? When you have the favor of God, you do not have to act like a fool. Why? Because a fool don't need no favor. When you have the favor of God, all you need to do is rejoice that God is giving you the favor. So Joseph, he didn't let this rattle his cage, but I can't imagine how he was feeling. But basically, they had wrote him off. They said he's dead. Now watch this. So, verse number 14. But Joseph said to them, It is as I spoke to you, saying, You are spies. In this manner you shall be tested. By the life of Pharaoh, you shall not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Now you're starting to understand why he was saying these things. Do you know why he wanted to see the youngest brother? That was his full-blooded brother. Right? Right? Same mama. Right. So, now think about it. He's forgiving these guys because he could have went in on them. But he didn't forget all the things that he went through. He didn't forget about his family. He wanted to see his brother. It had been years since he saw his brother. Now watch this. We go a little further. He said, send one of you and let him bring your brother and you shall and you shall be kept in prison that your words may be tested to see whether there is any truth in you or else by the life of Pharaoh surely you spies. So he put them all together in prison three days. Now I know they was tripping about this time. (laughs) Then Joseph said to them the third day do this and live for I fear God. If you are honest men let one of the brothers be confined to your prison house. But you go and carry grain for the famine of your houses. Now, do you know why he wanted to release them? He wanted to release them because he knew that his father was back home hungry. They needed to go feed the family. So he didn't let what happened to him uh, trip him out, supersede what he was trying to do. Because, see, sometimes when we are blessed and God put us in a blessed position after we've been done wrong, we want to see somebody else hurt, too. You ain't got to say amen. I know what I'm talking about. Yep. Folk, you know, folk can say, well, I'm praying for you. But you may be praying, but you know you ain't real all the time. Because sometimes, you know, you'll pray for somebody to have favor who did you wrong. You really don't want to see that favor. Because then you'll be saying, God, how is it that the wicked prospers? So now, but anyway, Joseph, he had favor. 
He wasn't going to let what happened to him destroy his favor because he knew he had God. And church, when you have God, you have everyone that you need. I need you to understand that. Let's keep going through, uh, through this. Now watch this. He said now in verse number 20, and bring your youngest brother to me so your words will be verified and you shall not die. And they did so. Then they said to one another, we are truly guilty concerning our brother. For we saw the anguish of his soul when he pleaded with us and we were not here. Therefore, the distress, this distress has come upon us. And look what Reuben said. Reuben answered him, didn't I try to talk to y'all? Didn't I say, do not sin against this boy? And you wouldn't listen. Therefore, behold, his blood is not required of us. Now, I, I want to stop here because I want to jump somewhere else. But I want to say this. Even if people don't want to admit they did you dirty. Even if they play stupid. Oh, they know. They know they did you dirty. Some folk could do you so dirty. When you see them, they act like they don't want to talk to you. But as you can see, they thought karma was coming on them. They said, probably we going through all this because we did our brother wrong. So this just goes to show you that they didn't forget either. Now, I want you to understand this. How much remorse did you see in these verses? If he had just given them the food and said, go on by your way, do you think they would have even thought about Joseph? See, a lot of times, you, you, and, I, and I need to talk about this. I know it's a little warm. Yes, sir. Time. But I'm time. hotter than you. Take the time. Everybody don't care about you. Say that again. Some folk could care less how you feel. That's right. Quit tripping because others ain't tripping about the way that they did you. That's right. His brothers knew they did him wrong. Mm -hmm. The only thing they were concerned with is we think that this stuff is happening to us because we did our brother wrong. But what I need you to understand, church, is everybody is not going to be sorry for how they treated you. Some folk are going to believe that you deserved it, and if they have to do it again, they will do it again. But what you have to understand is your faith ain't in people. Your faith is in God. It doesn't matter what folk try to do to you. As long as God is blessing your life, you have all the favor and everything that you need to keep it moving because the blessing is in the movement. Let's keep moving. So they went home and they told their father everything that happened. They told Jacob that they needed to bring, uh, bring Benjamin uh, with them the next time that they showed up and returned to Egypt to buy food. They also noticed that their money was restored in their sacks. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, and so, so not only did Joseph give them food, but he didn't even take their money. Right. I want to show you how forgiveness is. When you truly forgive somebody, you can be cool with them even if they ain't cool with you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even when folk ain't treating you right, you can still treat them right. Even when folk are treating you shady, you can still pray for them. You can still give them things. And let me tell you something. Sometimes God may put you in the position to bless your enemy. You can't withhold your bowels of compassion because you say, well, they don't like me. When I needed something, they weren't there for me. You know, now all of a sudden, they down on their luck. See, they ain't see this day coming. Look at God. Won't he do it? See, they didn't see this coming. They ain't see this coming. Now, look who they got to come and talk to. Big Papa. They got to come to talk to me. But let me tell you something. It's not that your Big Papa. 
It's that you are the last person and God blessed you so you can bless somebody else. Doesn't matter how some people how some people treat you. Some folk are gonna be crazy until they say ashes to ashes, dust to dust. They ain't gonna never be right. But don't let them bring you down to the level that they're at. That's right. Joseph was sending out blessings. He didn't need their money. He didn't need their money, so he sent the money back with them. Now watch this. Watch this. Go to chapter 42. Let's just look at verse number 36. Somebody get it for me. 36. 36. 42 and 36. And Jacob. And Jacob. Their father said to them, you have betrayed. You You have have bereaved me. Keep going. Joseph is no more. He said Joseph is no more. Simon is no more. Simeon is no more. Keep going. And you want to take Benjamin. All these things that are, all these things are against me. Now watch this. Look what he says. Do you know what he's saying now? Y'all saying that Benjamin got to go back. Yep. Already done lost my boy. My other boy is locked up. Now y'all want to send Benjamin. Look what he says. Uh, what Reuben says in verse number 37. Reuben says. Then, Ru- then Reuben spoke to his father. He spoke saying, to his father. Saying, kill my two sons. Kill my two sons. If I do not bring him back to you, put him in, put him in my hands. And I will bring him back to you. And look what he said. He said, but he said, my son should not go down with you. He said, he can't go. For his brother is dead and he is left alone. Again, you can see the family relation here. He said, he's left alone. If any calamity shall befall him along the way in which you go, then you would bring down my gray hair with sorrow to the grave. In other words, he said, man, y'all killing me. Can I take a station identification break? And you know, you know, this message ain't just for young kids. It's for old kids too. A lot of times because we ain't acting right in families, we put extra stress on our aging parents. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, at a certain time when mom and daddy get old, the only thing that they need to be worried about is nothing. It's a shame when folk can't get along. Came out the same, the same womb, but can't even stay in the same room. Wow. Are y'all hearing me today? I don't care if it's hot. I'm going to preach anyhow. I need you to understand that this man said, y'all tan me up. Y'all going to kill me. And keep in mind, these kids are sticking together because they know all of them was lying. They know that Joseph didn't go out the way that they said he went out. The point is, when we respect our parents, we're going to have to get along with one another. I ain't get too many amens. I don't need a lot of them. Because it's the truth. And the truth shall set you free. It's, it's amazing how brothers and sisters can't get along, but yet you think you cool with a dude or a chick that you don't even know. Oh, they my ride. They my homie. Let me tell you something. You think you know, folk. Let bad happen. Let bad happen. You know, and I, and I can say this for my family. You know, I, I can say this. You know, we may put up our dukes and fight sometimes. We may do that. And that's what family do sometimes. Just like your family. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Some of you right now got a little pissed off attitude at somebody. But let me just tell you this. We may put our dukes up, but I tell you what. 
when the outsider come in and push one of us, we all turn around like, oh, what's up with that? We're going to fight the outsider. Nothing, nothing should be great enough to split a family up. Everything can be resolved. The father said, you killing me. Let's go to chapter 43. Verse number one. Now the famine was severe in the land, and it came to pass when they had eaten up the grain which they had brought from Egypt, that their father said to them, go back and buy us a little food. But Judah spoke to him, saying, the man solemnly warned us, saying, you should not see my face unless your brother is with you. Now you remember, he already told them, you ain't taking Benjamin with you. Let's drop down to verse number eight. The Bible says, then Judah said to Israel, his father, send the lad with me. And we will arise and go, that we may live and not die, both we and you, and also our little ones. I myself will be surety for him. From my hand you shall require him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, then let me bear the blame forever. The Bible says, for if we had not lingered, surely by now we would have returned the second time. And the father Israel said to them, look what he said. And, and this is just like a, a, a parent. It's like I can hear his voice. Well, if it must be so, then do this. Take some of the best fruits of the land in your vessels and carry down a present for the man. A little balm and a little honey, spices and myrrh, pistachio nuts. They has pistachios back there too, huh? Y'all just thought they came out. Pistachio nuts and almonds. Look what he says. Take double money in your hand and take back in your hand the money that was returned in the mouth of your sacks. Perhaps it was an oversight. In other words, he said, bring some gifts to this man. Take the money that, that was left in your sack. Maybe somebody uh, forgot it and maybe they just put it in there. But take it back. Bring double money. Let's go down to uh, 43 and, and verse number 15. The Bible says, 43 and 15. So the men took that present and Benjamin, and they took double money in their hand and arose and went down to Egypt, and they stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house, take these men to my home. And slaughter an animal and make ready for these men will dine with me at noon. Let's go down to verse number 29. I'm skipping through the, the story a little bit. This is for homework. You're going to read all the other parts. I'm, I'm getting to the meat of, uh, of the message. Verse number 29. Then he lifted his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, Is this your younger brother of whom you spoke to me? And he said, God be gracious to you, my son. Now he knew this was his brother all along. Now his heart yearned for his brother. So Joseph made haste and sought somewhere to weep. And he went into his chamber and wept there. I told you that he had forgiven, but he had not forgotten. The Bible says his heart yearned. This was so painful for him. That he had to run and cry. And you know, sometimes when you have to forgive folk and sometimes when things happen, sometimes it is painful. And I'm going to tell you, church, it's all right to cry sometimes. 
it's all right to cry, but don't allow what folk do to keep you from being a blessing to somebody else. Joseph was continuing to bless their lives. Let's go a verse deeper. He washed his face and came out and he restrained himself and said, serve the bread. So they set him a place by himself and them by themselves and the Egyptians who ate with them by themselves because the Egyptians could not eat food with the Hebrews for that is an abomination to the Egyptians. Now watch this. In verse number 33, you know this had to freak everybody out. And they set before him the firstborn according to his birthright and the youngest according to his youth. And the men looked in astonishment at one another, wondering how did he put everybody in order? But you know he was able to do that. Why? Because he was their brother. In verse number 44, then he took servings to them from before them. But Benjamin's servant was five times as much as any of theirs. Yes, sir. So, he, so they drank and were married with him. Let's go to Genesis 44. Let's jump, drop down to verse number 8. We're moving. We're moving. We're just going through the story really fast. Verse number 8. They say, look, we brought back to you from the land of Canaan the money that we found in the mouth of our sacks. How then could we steal silver or gold? from your Lord's house. Now let me tell you what happened. They put a silver cup. This was Joseph's silver cup. He put it in the bag of one of the kids. And he did this so that he could delay them. You'll see in a minute. They said, with whomever of your servants it is found, let him die. And we will also, and we also will be my Lord's slaves. And he said, now let, let also it be according to your words. He with whom it is found shall be my slave, and you shall be blameless. Then each man speedily let down his sack to the ground, and each opened his sack. So he searched. He began with the oldest and left off with the youngest. And guess where the cup was found? In Benjamin's sack. Now you know this is significant because they promised when we go back, we're taking Benjamin back with us. So Joseph purposely put something in Benjamin's sack to make it seem that Benjamin was stealing from him. Let's drop down to verse number 30. And let me tell you, again, if you don't know the story, it wasn't that he was trying to be malicious. He was just trying to find a way to keep his brother with him. And verse number 30, the Bible says, Now therefore... This is one of the sons. He said, now therefore, when I come to your servant, my father, and the lad is not with us, since his life is bound up in the lad's life, it will happen when he sees that the lad is not with us, that he will die. In other words, they said, daddy gonna die if we come back without Benjamin. Because we told him that we was coming back. So the servants, so your servants will bring down the gray hair of your servant, our father, with sorrow to the grave. For your servant became surety for the lad to my father, saying, If I do not bring him back, then I shall bear the blame before my father forever. Now, therefore, please let your servant remain instead of the lad as a slave to my Lord. And let the lad go up with his brothers. They said, Listen, we don't want our daddy to die. Keep me. Let Benjamin go. For how shall I go up to my father if the lad is not with me? Lest perhaps I see evil that will come upon my father. Look at chapter 45 
And we about to go ahead and land this plane. Y'all ready? Amen. Verse number one. Then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood before him. He cried out. Make everyone go out from me. Now we don't talk like that these days. What he said was, get out of here. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it. I want you to look at the pain that this young man was under. All the stuff that he had went through. Then when he saw his brothers, they came begging for bread. Although they had money, but they still had to come and humble themselves to get what they needed. Joseph saw it. Now Joseph, he started to see the bigger picture in all of this. Yep. And keep in mind, Joseph continued to keep his integrity. Just because somebody needs you who didn't do you right, that doesn't mean that you can take vengeance upon them. Right. The Bible says vengeance belongs to who? It belongs to the Lord. He wept aloud. Here's a grown man crying. And probably some people around him didn't even understand why he was crying so loud. But he was crying because he was hurt. He had forgiven, but he had not forgotten all the things that happened to him. Now he's seeing his brothers. And, and, and keep in mind, look at all the years that he lost not having them in his life. He was in a land that was estranged to him. He was around people that he didn't know. Joseph had to go from a teenager to a grown man all by himself. He didn't have his mama. He didn't have his father. He didn't have his brothers. But do you know who he had? He had God with him. And when God is with you, I'm telling you, that's all that you need. Now watch this. Watch this. In verse number three. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. I don't know how they was looking, but they just. Somebody probably thinking, somebody said you died. Now, just imagine. They had no idea who they were talking to. And let me tell you something. Be careful how you treat folk. Because you have no idea who you may have to go to for some help. That's right. That's right. That's See, God has a way of teaching us lessons. Yes, sir. God can put something in the hands of your enemy that you need and you got to go ask somebody who you can't stand. Can I have a little piece of that? But he said, His brothers were dismayed in his presence. They didn't know what to do. They didn't even know what to say. And Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother. Now watch, I told you he didn't forget. Whom you sold into Egypt. Now watch this. This is how you know that you're growing. This is how you know that you can see God. See, I want to tell you something, church. You can't always look for the good if you can't see God in it. 
God can use anybody to bless our lives, but we have to be able to see God in it. Sometimes we may not like how we got to a certain place, but we need to thank God that we arrived at the place that he wanted us to be. Joseph, again, had forgiven, but he had not forgotten. Although he had been done wrong by his brothers, he still continued to bless their lives. Watch what he says. He told him to come to him. He said, I'm your brother whom you sold into Egypt. But now, do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. In other words, he said, y'all didn't even know what y'all was doing. This was God's plan all along. Y'all just happen to be evil enough that he could use you to complete his plan. He said, for these two years, the famine has been in the land. And there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth. And to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now, it was not you who sent me here. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't reading this here, are you? You can't get it. Let me say this again. And we about to get out of here. I promise you, we be out of here in no more than an hour from now. Listen. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to tell you. If you want to continue to be a blessing. If you want to be able to forgive. You have to be able to see God in your life. If you can't see God in your life, you're going to see anger. You're going to hold grudges. You're going to continue to remember things that happen. And every time you remember those things, they're going to make you matter and matter. But you have to be able to see God in order to forgive. Listen to what he says. He says, And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me here. Don't pat yourself on the back. Don't say if we hadn't a soldier, this wouldn't have happened. No, you don't understand. It wasn't you. In other words, what he's saying is this was not your plan. He said, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. He said, hurry and go up to my father and say to him, thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not tarry. Joseph could have been angry he could have been angry with God you know sometimes folk get angry with God when things happen but I want you to know that you should never get angry with God first of all get angry with God ain't gonna change your situation because God is not gonna jump and hop and skip because we are mad the only thing we can do is beg him and plead and say Lord whatever it is that you need me to learn in this 
please open my eyes so I can learn it. Lord, whatever this is that's ailing me, remove it out of my life. The only thing we can do is ask him. But what I want you to understand is to forgive, we don't always forget. That's right. But in order to forgive, although we don't forget it, we have to, we must see God in our lives. When God is active in your life, that's how you get over things. You know, some folks say, oh, I'm over that. Oh, I, 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 no, that happened two years ago. I don't think about that no more. You know you're lying. Some of us, we still are tripping over what happened five years ago. But if you have God in your life, you realize you are too blessed to be walking around here holding grudges. Because the Bible already told you, if you don't forgive men of their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you. I got one more nugget for your bucket. It's going to take me about one minute to show it to you. We were talking about timing last week. You remember that? We were talking about timing. And we were talking about how God moves in his own time. I want you to turn back to Genesis chapter number 22 and verse number 16. And then we out of here like vapor. Genesis 22. And verse number 16. Now you remember that God wanted Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac. And this is how it goes. Abraham, say it with me. Abraham. Who's next? Isaac. And who? Jacob. So there's three of them. They're who? Abraham. Isaac. And Jacob, if God took Isaac, there would be no Jacob. And if there would be no Jacob, there would be no 12 sons. If there were no 12 sons, there would be no children of Israel. Are you understanding this? So you remember when Sarah and Abraham were in their older age and God told them, I'm going to bless you. And then you remember, they said, oh, that Ishmael may live before you. Remember, they, 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 uh, Hagar, the, uh, the, the, the handmaid, wanted to have a baby. And God like, no, 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 no. That ain't who I'm talking about. I'm going to bless a seed that comes from you all. And they like, at our old age? But I want you to see something. I want to show you something about timing. We talked about this. So Abraham was blessed to have Isaac. That was the son that God had promised. Now, you remember he asked him to sacrifice him. But again, Abraham went to sacrifice him, but God didn't take his life. Because why? Because God had made a promise to Abraham. So Isaac had to live. Isaac had to live so Jacob could come. And you know, it's sort of amazing because you read a lot about Abraham and you read a lot about Jacob and his children, but you don't read too much about Isaac. Well, Isaac was the bridge between Abraham and Jacob. So even if you don't read a whole bunch about him, he played a major role in the promise that God made to Abraham. Now watch this. You're saying, well, where are you going with this? Just hold on. In verse number 15, Genesis 22 and 15, watch what it says. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing. And have not withheld your son. He was going to sacrifice him. Your only son. Blessing I will bless you. 
and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore yeah. and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed yeah. because you have obeyed my voice now you may want to know well what does this mean there was a famine coming God wanted to make sure that his promise continued to move. That's why Joseph had to go to Egypt so that he could have food for his family so they wouldn't die of starvation. So although Joseph went through a lot of things, a lot of evil, a lot of bad, it was God's way of keeping his promise that he made to Abraham all the way back then when he was uh, with Isaac and was going to sacrifice him. So the point is, look at timing. God had made that promise a long time ago. Yes, sir. But that promise was still moving forward because it was Abraham, it was Isaac, then Jacob who we've been reading about. And they had to live. Those boys had to live in order to have children so God could come through on his promise to say, I'm going to multiply, multiply your seed. That seed was multiplied because God made a way to keep all those kids alive. We're going to wrap up next week if the Lord let us live. And hopefully we have our AC going on as well. We're going to go to chapter 5 and we're going to finish this out. But I'm, I'm, I'm done. But I just want to say this again. If you can't see God in your life, you're going to always have a hard time forgiving. Amen. And you have to stop associating the sin with the person. Here come Tyrone. I can't stand Tyrone. Well, it's not that you can't stand Tyrone. You don't like what Tyrone does. Don't hate him. Hate the sin that's in him. But you have to be able to have, to see God in your life in order to be able to separate the sin from the sinner. Forgiven but not forgotten. Some of us right now, we need to forgive some folk. But we just can't get over what happened. I remember, it's good you remember. Because if God cut your memory off, that'll be another problem. But just because you remember, that does not mean that you shouldn't forgive. Joseph was in a pivotal position. Do you know how he could have he had his brothers jumping through all kind of hoops? But the reason why he didn't do that was because he respected his favor that he was receiving from God more than what they had did to him. But do you see how God had to allow Joseph to go to Egypt because there was going to be a famine? They had no idea when they were in Canaan that this was coming. That's why, church, sometimes you may be at work and somebody may sell you out. You may even get fired. You have no idea that God wanted you to go to another company. And he knew that if that person hadn't tricked like they did at your job, you would have never left that company. And let me tell you something else. I'm going to tell you that sometimes you go through stuff on your job. And sometimes you're going through those things because you are about to lose your job. 
but you're going through some pain on your job because God is softening you up. And what I mean with that. So when you finally do get the axe, you are so fed up with how they've been treating you. You're like, yeah, fire me. Kick me out. That's how God moves in your life. You never thought you would say, kick me out. Fire me. Let me walk out the door. You never thought you would say that. But God can allow evil to come upon you so much to where you don't even care about losing a job. You just trying to get to the parking lot so you can get in your car and go home and look for another job somewhere else. That's how God works. All evil ain't meant to be against you. Some evil is to bless your life. But we have to forgive. Because if we don't forgive others, what's going to happen? God won't forgive us. If you're, not, if you're here today and you're not a child of God, you come by hearing, believing, repenting, confessing, and being baptized. If you are a child of God and you know you need to forgive, you got some on your heart, you got some burdens you need to let go. You need to let that go. This man got sold into Egypt when he was a young boy. When he saw them, he could have he said all kind of things. He could have brought up all kind of things. Y'all messed up my youth. But you know, all while he was away from his family, look how God took care of him. And look who had to come to him to ask for some favor, some help. But look how he did it. He gave them what they needed. When your enemy shows up, give them what they need. I'm about to say it again because somebody said, he ain't talking to me. I got to say that one more time. <laughs> when your enemy shows up, give them what they need. Because guess what? If God gives you enough to give your enemy, that means that he's blessing you with a surplus. Amen. And don't be too proud. If you have to go to your enemy for something. If God sends you there, that's where you have to go. Are y'all feeling this? Y'all understanding what I'm saying? Forgive. Quit holding grudges. What you mad about? They did me wrong. We all did Jesus wrong. Imagine when we die and we rise, you see Jesus' face, he's looking at you like this. That's a bad day. That's a real bad day. You want him to receive you with open arms? He wants you to receive your enemy the same way. Now, I ain't saying you got to invite them to your house, let them sleep in your bed and all that. I ain't saying that. But what I am saying is, if you know you got some, some, some ill thoughts about people, some stuff you can't let go, you need to come up here and you need to pray. Because your soul is at risk. What y'all got for me? Who? Jeff Singer? Rap singing. What you got, player? Let's get that going. Let's get that going. Let's get that going. <laughs> Why don't we stand on our feet? If you need to come down here and ask for prayer, you come on down here and ask for prayer. If you know that you need to let some stuff go, then you let that stuff go. It's all about forgiving because God is good. Look, he blessed you. He, God blessed you. Think about it. We're all blessed. Tell me who in here have not sinned since they've been a child of God. And I'm going to show you a liar. So if you've sinned since you've been a child of God, that means that you've gone against God. But you're looking for him to forgive you. You got to forgive others. Pass me not.